Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I don't want to go under the knife. I know I'm a baby. Most of you listening to this have probably had some kind of surgery, or at least your friends, family members have, and most of it turned out well, and mine probably will too. Mine is what could be a very simple double hernia operation where they go in and they use a little robotic arm and they go in through a couple of little incisions that don't leave scars and everything will be fine. Except he looked and said, well, this may be complicated because it's a double and I'm not sure I can connect the mesh over both of them at the same time. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I believe he's the doctor and I will just trust him and let him choose what is best. So that's what I signed, that I allow him to do whichever one is needed. I know surgery, the very word of it, especially when the doctor says it to you, you need surgery, is like, what? No. Especially since my husband just was healed from cancer, and he had that all last year, and it seems like there's always something, isn't there? Everybody in every family has stuff they have to go through, but the word surgery takes on a different form. I don't know if many of you have heard of Oswald Chambers, but it's one of my favorites. It's a devotional, and he was a writer really a hundred years ago. Right now, he was writing, and he and his wife lived in Egypt at this time, I believe. And it was his wife who actually transcribed all of his sermons that have been collected now as devotionals. And the one that is really a good one, one that really digs deep. And I think it's actually my brother's favorite one is this. It says that few of us have any understanding of the reason why Jesus really died. If sympathy is all that human beings need, then the cross of Christ is an absurdity and there's no need for it. What the world needs is not a little bit of love, but major surgery. I think we can agree with this when we see all that's happening around the world, but he makes this very personal when he says, when you find yourself face to face with a person who is spiritually lost, remind yourself of Christ on the cross. If that person can get to God any other way, then the cross of Christ is unnecessary and Jesus didn't have to die. If you think that you're helping lost people by being sympathetic and sweet and patting them on the back, you're a traitor to Jesus Christ. You have to have such a right standing relationship with him yourself that you pour your life out in helping others his way, not in the human way that just wants to make them feel good for a little bit. The theme of the world's religion today is to serve in a pleasant, non-confrontational manner. But our only priority must be to present Jesus Christ crucified and to lift him up all the time. Every belief that's not firmly rooted in the cross of Christ 
will lead people astray. If we, as Christian workers, so to speak, believe in Christ and what he did on the cross for us, then we must tell them his words, not our words. We must lift him high and we must be low. It even says that in scripture that he must increase, I must decrease. If all we want to do is be sweet and fun and happy and, you know, let others see what a good time Jesus is. No, that's not it at all. We do not want to be unuseful to the kingdom. Oswald goes on to say that we just can't be charming and friendly, but what we have to do is sternly allow God to do a surgical, surgical cut as he did in us when he pierced our heart. We're sent by God to lift up Christ, not to give wonderful speeches or to pat ourselves on the shoulder. We must be willing to examine others as deeply as God has examined us. And we must be sharply intent on using God's word that will drive the truth home and not be afraid to apply it. So in other words, if others don't like us because we're telling the truth and making it really kind of harsh, well, God's word is harsh and it cut us at the place where we were driven to our knees, where we had to run to the altar and we had to tell God we needed him that we can't live on our own anymore. We don't have what it takes. We have this sickness, this illness. It's a spiritual illness called sin. And when we have an illness as deep and dark as mine was, I needed surgery, spiritual surgery. And that's what only God and his word can do. We can love on others. We can help them. We can assist them. We can work for them. We can do good for them. But we can't be the Holy Spirit to them. This whole devotion is not only really stern and really strict, but it makes us stop and think, are we just trying to help others on our own? Are we just trying to be do-gooders, as many call us? Or do we really want others to know the message of salvation, no matter how hard it hurts, no matter what they have to give up, no matter how many times it takes them coming back the same way we did? And I have to remember that because I remember being alone in my own room and just absolutely screaming to God, go ahead, do whatever it takes. And that undertaking for me was deep surgery, my friend. Most of you that are Christians know what I'm talking about. Those of you that are good people and you just want to help others, there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't save lives. It only saves lives. You know what I mean? A doctor can save a life physically, but only the great physician can save us for all of eternity Because when we get to that glorious, great divide and we have to answer to God and he says, why should I let you into heaven? There's only one thing we'll have to say. 
because Jesus paid the price already. God, I pray for the one that's listening right now, my brother or my sister that maybe doesn't know you, the one that just happened to stumble on this podcast, and it may have not made any sense. But I know that you always make sense, at least to the individual in their own way. So I pray for the one that is just seeking to know, is this Christianity real? Does God really change people? Does he change lives and save lives? Yes, my friend, I promise you, I know that he does because he changed me and he saved me from myself, from Satan, from sin, because I needed a savior. And God, I just pray that wherever they are and whatever they're doing right now, they will simply come to you and admit that they too need you desperately as a Savior. And God, I pray that they would be willing to step out in faith and believe that old John 3.16 scripture that says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him, my friend, that whosoever is you, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh God, how I thank you that you gave me that bold, blessed assurance of everlasting life. But you've also given the assurance of this life, that we can, while we're here on the face of this earth, have life abundantly, because you paid that price as well as our ticket to heaven. And that's what I pray for my friend right now, God, that they would just stop and pray that you would be their Savior, that they would yield themselves to you, and that they would come to know that indeed you are real, that you do save lives, and that they, even they, can be forgiven. Thank you, my friend. I pray that you will pray that, and may God bless you. And please pray for me for this upcoming surgery. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.